What's her deal with alpacas? Am I Jerry Seinfeld? Why did I write that? This week on The Boys Talk The Bachelor, the final six head to Peru for an episode full of flute music, melodrama, and locals wondering what the hell is wrong with American TV shows. Peter calls his mom, and we learn that the heart-showing apple doesn't fall far from the heart-showing tree. Peter and Madison go fishing for definitely not prop fish on their one-on-one, but will Peter be able to reel in an actual answer on religion? Natasha finally gets a date, Kelsey rides ATVs, and Peter finally shows some maturity by making a reasoned, objective decision in this week's cut. Just kidding, you already know how much that dude sucks. Hit the music, Corey. Everybody hates you. Everybody wishes that you were dead. Cause Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. Peter, your music is fucking terrible. Peter, you suck. Peter, you suck. Peter, you don't do anything of value. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week episode of The Boys Talk The Bachelor. I'm your host as always, Drew Baker. Joined with me today are Corey Greenspan. Hey man. And back from the dead, uh, at least to us, John Lopez. Que pasa, mi amigos. And then Evan might actually be dead to us this week. The uh, the cold and flu that he had last week has uh, progressed and uh, taken him to, it would appear, the movies. So... He is certainly, if not physically dead to us, uh, emotionally dead to us for skipping out on another week. But that's not going to keep the uh, the Bachelor train from rolling. So we got plenty of good content for y'all this week. Boys, how y'all doing? I'm fucking that cold. Coronavirus, uh, the coronavirus is no joke. Rest in peace, Evan. Uh, I loved him a lot. It was it was nice to know him and have his uh, marginal expertise on the show while it lasted. Corey, you said you were cold. How's it oh, up in uh, How's it up in Milwaukee right now? Negative six wind chill today. It's been absolutely miserable. Uh, had a meeting across campus today that I had to walk to, and I almost froze to death. So shout out to uh, Wisconsin. That sounds disgusting. Uh, in the last week of Athens, we have had a sun, rain, tornado, snow, more rain, a small earthquake. And more rain, uh, flash flood warning, two of the yeah. last like three days. So yeah, I guess, I'd, uh, uh, I'd rather have I that. New York wins again because it's just been 40 degrees with no sun for the past eight months. So take that other that sounds states. so beautiful in comparison to mm. what we've been getting down here. Yeah, but, I also got mugged three times on the way to work today. But, you know, that's, that's just happen. how New Yorkers say hello, right? Just it's paying taxes, you know, city tax. Stop it and give me your money. That's the <laughs> that's the rule of the law there. You know. Ugh. It is what it is. It's good pizza. That's true. Uh John, since you were out last week, uh how about you uh give us your rundown of what you thought of uh how, how we did without you? I know you're itching to talk about it. You're if assuming could, he actually uh, listened to uh, it. If I did listen to it. And if I could quote Miami Heat legend Jimmy Butler, I'd have to say, you need me. You can't fucking win without me. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. I, I think F, if there's a grade lower than F, then I guess that grade. But it was pretty bad. F minus. Yeah. I'd also give an F minus to your uh, internet connectivity right now because you're, you're sounding it's so you're sounding a, a little choppy, my dude. I hope it uh, I hope it evens out because uh, we are not re-recording uh, this segment. But no, we're not. 
All right, we're just going to hop back into it without any idea what uh, Corey ended up cutting from the the mess that was uh, John's microphone and his obscure references and our inability to catch them. And uh, we're just going to hit the top of the episode. And we are in Peru, continuing our South America uh, national tour. We are moving further and further south to the beautiful country of Peru that I know next to nothing about and did little to no research going into this. But the episode does begin with Peter on his laptop, giving his uh, his mom uh, a good old Skype call, the way we should all start our, our days, uh, calling our mothers. But we, uh, we learned that uh, Peter's mannerisms probably come pretty close from his mother as we get several references to uh, p- following Peter's heart and making sure he knows what his heart wants. Um, I think the, uh, the, the quote for me that kind of encapsulated all of this segment was uh, uh, Peter's mom making sure uh, that that you uh, you really need to believe what's in your heart. It's the most important thing I can say to you. And it's certainly the most important thing and only thing that Peter has said to most of these women all season. Uh, John, Corey, Corey, let's start with you this week since you uh, started this uh, this Skype call tonight with a call to your mother. Uh, I did. What'd you think of, uh, what'd you think of this segment? Uh, you know, it was really forced to me, which like his mom seems like a wonderful lady. Um, <laughs> As is everything. Not as great as my mom. We'll put that out there right now. Uh, your mom's um, MVP, dude. My mom is great. I do want to point out that I'm pretty sure he called his mom Baby Jesus, but like in Spanish. Um, but there was a lot of other words involved in there. Maybe that's like a little personal thing, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah, but that's whatever. Uh, I noticed uh, Peter's uh, MacBook that he had that they were definitely not showing the logo of. They're trying very hard not to. Uh, had maybe like two desktop icons on it. So maybe it was just one that they use for the show so he can call his mom internationally or something. But uh, I don't know. That that uh, that whole like scene or part of the show did literally nothing for me at all. So I thought it was just kind of a waste of our time, if we're going to be honest. Uh, but like good for showing that his mom is there and his mom cares, but it was kind of nothing for me. Sorry. Yeah, I think uh, I think another quote that kind of came up in all this and probably the only other uh, insightful quote that at least stuck out to me was that uh, Peter wanted to make sure that he was falling for someone uh, that maybe thinks they're ready for this, but they're not. Wanted to make sure that he wasn't falling someone who wasn't ready for this. And I thought that was a pretty uh, pot, meat, kettle kind of situation with the uh, absolute stunning emotional maturity we've gotten from uh, Peter all season. John, I know you're probably uh, well overdue for some some Peter vintage venting. So, what do you what do you got for us from this segment? What have you been holding back? So, I mean, this scene, honestly, like Corey said, was was pretty boring and useless, and I barely remember it, <laughs> to be honest. To be completely honest, or maybe I just didn't take any notes on it. But I think what stood out to me was the fact that his mom wasn't freaking out about the cut on his forehead, and that seemed pretty <laughs> pretty out of out of character for any mom. I mean, especially my mom, but I'm sure like any mom, that's the only thing they would have been talking about was how did he get cut? And are you okay? I would certainly hope he probably notified his mother of the cut uh, prior to that being the first call. Cause otherwise there was probably a few days between contact. Um, I know I, I don't uh, Skype or FaceTime my mom every day as much as I should, but Oh man, I can only imagine if I were just to hop on FaceTime and have a actual <laughs> like Harry Potter boy who lived scar down hideous, the middle of my forehead. Hideous scar. 
I don't know. Pam, Pam would probably point that out and then immediately move on. She'd probably take whatever uh, canned response I give. And it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, <laughs> would any of your parents roast you for that? Because my dad probably would. But my mom would be like, well, you're stupid. Don't do that. You're going to scare me kind of thing. But I think, yeah, my mom would definitely be like, I'm I'm so scared. I was so worried what happened. And then once it was deemed that I was fine and safe, she'd be like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, I How think uh, do this. I think Pam Baker would probably land pretty close to uh, to uh, John's mom's uh, <laughs> reaction to to events. But, um, you know, who did react positively to. And wanted to shower him with love was uh, Madison. Madison letting know that uh, Peter Scars was great. And that, folks, is what we call a transition in the program. Beautiful segue. I know. I'm getting so much better at this. Week six. It's pretty uh, Do you want a better. round of applause? Hold on. No, no. Let's give him a round of applause. Let's stop and well done, Drew. We're so proud Thank of you. you. Thank you. Where do I where do I collect my my awards? Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, this week's one-on-ones with Madison. Madison continuing her slow march, not so slow march, to screen time dominance of this season, and she gets the the first note of the uh, the women in the the hotel suites, and she gets to join Peter for a, a a romp around town, getting to walk around the shops, and they they quickly head to the docks, where they are going on a not at all staged fishing trip. Uh, fellas, before I turn it over to you, before we uh, get to y'all's dissection, I just wanted to point out as uh, someone who grew up with a moderate to decent amount of fishing, certainly one of my dad's favorite pastimes that he tried to pass on to me and my brother, who uh, Josh took way quicker to than I ever did. Uh, those fish were absolutely dead already. Uh, Stone so dead, bought at the market. Either caught at the market or had the uh, either one of the captains on the boat pre-hook them and just drag them long enough for the 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 bachelor producers to get their film shots, uh, which is really effed up for <laughs> for the the fish. Um, but I, I just wanted to that, point out uh, the absolute absurdity of it all. That is good insight because me did not grow up fishing, had no clue, no idea. Yeah, those fish are absolutely dead. They're not supposed to arrive onto the boat already dead. Um, oh. <laughs> they are generally still alive when they are on the hook and pulled out of the water. I didn't yeah. catch that. And I'm glad you brought it up because I'm sure a lot of people like me didn't grow up fishing and just like didn't catch that. So good to call that out. They didn't even I, have like a rod. Bonus. It was just a line in the yeah. water. Like there was no rod or anything. That's I how they fish in Peru. I think generally the way they do that is like Corey said, they, they pre hook the line with a fish from the market. Um, so you'll, you'll go out and you'll find some, whatever fish looks good. Like I'll throw a bonita on it or something, which are definitely not in that shallow of water, but are a very pretty fish. Um, and I you think reel, reel that thing in. Peter takes these girls on dates that make me think he doesn't want a girlfriend. He wants, he just wants a boy. Cause <laughs> He goes, he plays football, they they go skydiving and roller coastering, then they go fishing together. I'm not convinced this man wants a girlfriend and not just like a boy to hang out with. So what I'm hearing from you is that you think Peter should be the next bachelorette. No, but I'm that's fine too. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. I think I think 
we should be hanging out with Peter and not uh, Madison, pass, not Victoria. No, they, no, <laughs> we wouldn't you. want to. We wouldn't want to, but he'd love to hang out with us. Is what I'm saying. Do y'all think? Uh, do y'all think Peter would make a good uh, fourth member of this uh, the podcast? No, absolutely not. No. I mean, if there's like a plane segment we could do, like about airplanes, then maybe. Not outside that though. Kylie's like other best friend's boyfriend is a pilot. We could probably just call him up. Probably be much easier and less dramatic. If we ever had a hyper specific plane incident that we needed to discuss with someone on the show. We're bringing our our friend's friend's boyfriend on the podcast. I don't know. What else do we do with this podcast? It's just all all one big cinematic universe of the seven degrees of DMPN. Literally, that's pretty much half the game we play. We do an entire segment at the end of that, at the end of our shows where we give shout outs to those people as they slowly, slowly continue to acknowledge us. All uh, I can say is, uh, woman want me, fish fear me. <laughs> well, that's a, if, I, if I had to sum up the segment. Yeah. Corey, go ahead and uh, give me your breakdown because I know you got plenty to talk about on this. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed uh, was when Peter came into the hotel room. He immediately basically calls out Kelly without actually saying her name or anything about her, where he goes the whole, I need someone that's in this for being serious and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's this direct shot at Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's just chilling there like, what the fuck did I do, man? It was so She knows what she did. It was so uncomfortable. How dare you not cry in front of me? I know. It was so bad. We uh, we Which, call it being an adult. <laughs> absolute adult. Uh, and they get down to, uh, I guess, the fishing village or whatever. And Drew, what did I say I wanted? <laughs> the fishing village? That's what they called it. That's what Peter called. They called it the fishing village. You said you wanted some more broken Spanish, right? That's what you uh, wanted this week? I said some, that. And some I also... Legend of Zelda-ass area to be in. The fishing <laughs> village. <laughs> I said I wanted to see some street food, Drew. And guess you did what say you wanted to see some street food. You were so hungry during last week's taping <laughs> that all you wanted was food. <laughs> well, I, I ate before this, so we're good. But we did see some ceviche on the uh, on the television on the television screen, uh, and I can got. I, can I can I mention? Go ahead. They passed the ceviche cart, and Peter says, "Oh my God, have you tried the ceviche here yet? You mean the <laughs> ceviche of this very." one particular street vendor on this one particular street in the first part of Peru that they just <laughs> this took country to the that first you time. probably couldn't find on a map prior to us visiting. <laughs> We're visiting together for the, have you had the ceviche here yet? No, no, Peter. She hasn't had the ceviche here yet. You, you ass. I'm just saying you go into a brand new country and you're eating raw fish with some like lime juice and stuff. You better have the emodium ready or you're going to be struggling for the rest of that trip. It might, might be just you, bro. I mean, don't come after my, uh, my IBS like that, but I don't uh, know where ceviche ranks on the, like on the street foods. I would want to have the least, but it's gotta be pretty far down there. Or for pretty far I up there. I think in America, sure makes sense. I think if, in, if I was in Peru, I'd be like, yeah, ceviche on the street, that's fine. Yeah, But that's even, like, growing up on, like, the Florida beaches, I don't think I would be down in, like, the Don't beach. compare the Florida beaches to Peru. It's fish. It's raw fish served as a dish. Drew, I think you're just uncultured. Yeah, I think I'm so, not, too, man. I'm not arguing that. 
But, I mean, it was really funny. Uh, after that whole weird ceviche thing, um, which I kind of want some now, but whatever, uh, he basically goes, you didn't notice my face. And he was like, look at my face. <laughs> my bandage is off. Look at look it. Look at me. <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Look yeah. how crazy the Batman has made me. <laughs> like, Look at it, uh, which was fine. And then the whole dead fish bullshit happened. And then I thought it was super funny how they're just rolling around on the bow of the boat, basically making out. And then they just pan out and you see the captain steering the boat from the top deck. And he just has to yeah. watch over this whole bullshit. It's like, what is going on with that? That was so weird. I was like, oh, this poor guy <laughs> has to deal with these absolute horny men. <laughs> So uncomfortable. The horniest of men. I and mean, that, yeah, that's the fishing trip, right? Is there... <laughs> that's the fishing trip. Uh, there was a lot of uproar on the internet during that because there was that really weird Facebook kazoo commercial that happened, um, which I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, people were mad about that, which was going to get copyright struck. Do not know what that is. Did not watch live. You're lucky. Yeah. That thing was miserable. Uh, they also yeah. went to like a music bar, which was kind of cool. Mm. Uh, and everyone's just vibing. And then Peter's like, sexually dance with me, Madison. <laughs> he was like riding up on her. And everyone's just like, we're dancing, we're vibing, we're having a great time. And Peter's like, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's your segue into the dinner trip. <laughs> Peter just wants to get to fantasy suites. I think that's all that, that, that matters at this point. But yeah, that is as good a segue as any because eventually Peter pulls Madison aside to have their uh, their the more conversational part of the one-on-one. And Madison uh, gets, gets pretty... Um, pretty deep into it and saying that uh, her faith and her religion is super important to her, which I think is something that I believe was explicitly mentioned at the very beginning of the season. It may have just been something that we, the audience knew and uh, probably we specifically just generalized her being from Auburn, Alabama. Um, I think this was probably tied for like my favorite part of the episode when and I texted y'all about this when Madison gives her response. And then, John, I think you put it so poetically in the form of a meme where Madison's like, oh, Christi- my Christianity, my faith is super important to me. And Peter just goes, LMAO, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> no, 30 seconds silence. Hey, I believe in Jesus. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Damn, that's whack. Uh, yeah, Peter. Peter gives a a response that I certainly uh, I, I certainly related to. It's probably the closest I've ever been able to identify with Peter this entire season. Uh, was the I, I admit that my faith could be stronger, or that I grew up in a religious household, and I admit that I can be stronger. And um, I, I I certainly hope there was more to that conversation, and I don't have that little faith in Madison. Uh, it was, <laughs> that the, there was the, something more there because Madison just like point blank accepts that answer and just says, "Oh my God, thank you. I'm so glad you said that." That's literally what I was going to bring up. Was she says it's an absolute must, like it's an absolute deal killer if you are not devout about your faith. Like I need that to happen. Peter's like, maybe sometimes I kind of think about trying to be a little bit more in tune with Christianity, maybe. And she's like, I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to pick this like I do. 
the Maybe perfect someday. answer. <laughs> I'm going to pick up one of those uh, tourist uh, cross necklaces that I saw on the every street corner we passed on our way to this bar um, to prove to you <laughs> how strong my faith now is. Um, I've got Yo, a conspiracy answer. The perfect answer. Right, Corey. I, I counted that pause. It was uh-huh. legitimately 14 seconds long. Of course you did. Of course <laughs> of you counted that. Silence. Because it was, it was uncomfortable for everybody involved. 14 seconds long. No one was uncomfy. She brought the dad thing again. Yes, she did. She was like, I really want you to be like my dad. If you look, sound, and act like my dad, that would be the best. Now, do you think she brought that up outside of the context that they are trying to advance onto hometowns? Do you think that just remains a salient thing for her? Or do you think that that came up um, similar to like Kelsey's, as we'll get into later, where it was kind of prompted as a a condition of uh, them going to uh, the hometowns being the next round? Well, she brought it up in the first week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. First week, she brought it back like. We joked about it in the first. We were like, LOL, that's just a weird thing to say. Probably wasn't on purpose. It's like, LOL, we'll Alabama. Just, we'll brush you know. it off. We still like Madison. And then come week seven, eight, whatever we're at right now, brings it up again. Week Stop six, looking. episode seven, or episode eight. I don't remember. Who cares? I guess uh, I get it. It was definitely a weird thing to say, but like, you know, she wants a strong male presence in her life or whatever. And. Whatever she wants, just, I don't know. It was just kind of weird that she was like, hey, I need you to be a strong male presence, but like a God-fearing man. And she was like, I'm going to start forcing Jesus on you kind of thing. And it was a little weird for me because I would never want that to happen in any sort of way. (laughs) I think um, I've got got some things. (laughs) <laughs> one i'm gonna hold for uh the conspiracy corner segment i attacked uh, into the end of the episode but i think one that's um probably not as much of a conspiracy but i think uh it, it, spoiler alert uh madison does get the rose because of course she does uh, she's moving on to hometown so we will get to meet madison's family next week i think madison's dad's gonna hate peter I cannot imagine that that goes well. Everything I know about Alabamian fathers um, leads me to believe that that's going to go quite, quite poorly. Everything I I know about any human being ever would lead me to believe you wouldn't like Peter. Drew, how much do you know about fathers from Alabama? I know a little bit. My uncle's family is from Alabama. That's a very uh, niche, like, group of people to know a lot of stuff about. Technically, well, I'm a father in Alabama, not from Alabama, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> People ask JD if he has kids, and he says, not here. <laughs> like, right now? <laughs> not with me. <laughs> no, they're elsewhere. Uh, all right. It, it, final thoughts on the uh, the Madison one-on-one. Anyone got anything? Yeah. Uh, he says that he's falling in love with her. So that's the first time Peter said that. Um, she True. did not say it back, so that was interesting. And then the thing that made me upset is she goes, "Yeah, let's go to Alabama." And then she yells "War Eagle" at him like they're at a college football game. And I was like, "What is? What's going on here? Like, come on!" That's this, their mating call, dude. I war, di- war damn eagle. She just goes "War Eagle." Oh, she wouldn't say "damn." That's god. That's not godly. True. I got nothing on this. Let's move on. <laughs> Perfect. Next up, it finally happened. 
Natasha got a one-on-one. So Natasha, <laughs> claps, claps up, claps up for uh, Natasha. It's finally arrived. Literally <laughs> six weeks into the running of the show, and her in the final six, she she finally gets her one-on-one, and certainly nothing will go wrong, um, as we as we all know. Um, my favorite part, this was my favorite part of the episode, perhaps, was uh, I don't think we can call what Hannah Ann read uh, legally, call it Spanish. <laughs> uh, I wanted to go back and watch it to get the exact pronunciation. It was bad. Um, John, I believe this was the most proud you have been of me in a while. The uh, I don't sorry, I don't speak Italian meme that I was able to get up on our yeah. I would account. say I would say it's the first time I've been proud of you. Oh. I think <laughs> it means Ever. so much. It means so much for you to say that, uh, yes, especially because you surely followed it up with that it won't stop you from you beating me to death with your bare hands for the way I assassinated your character during your absence last week. Yeah. Uh, gotta yeah, say that yeah, got yeah, more yeah, traffic on that meme than anything you've posted, John. Yeah, John, step True. up. True. Gotta get better on those memes. memes, man. I, I don't really, I don't really click with the bachelor audience. I don't think when I'm tweeting. So I granted, John does not misspell the word bachelor or several other words when he runs our Twitter account. He does far, far better than I do on that front. A true professional. Uh, <laughs> absolute <laughs> class. Um. So yeah, Peter. Peter picks up Natasha, and Peter and Natasha go uh, for. They, we we see a lot of alpacas. They they go through what was it the 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 alpaca store? It seemed like was uh, that their date? I just remember to, them like go, he he took like every other girl to like something cool, the <laughs> beach, an amusement park, a flight on a plane, like outer I, space. He takes her like, hey, we'll just go walk around this flea mall. I remember the dinner portion far better than I remember the date. So I'm going to turn it over to Corey because I know he's got the the exact breakdown of everything that occurred. Drew, for the second date in a row, we got street food, (laughs) which was fantastic. I don't know exactly what it was. It looked like some... You know, Hispanic dessert, which looked very good. He said it was his favorite thing. Oh, it was uh, rice pudding, right? I don't don't remember what it was at all. It was some South America dessert. Probably probably, probably uh, good. Arroz con leche, right? I don't think that's what it was. I I think I would have remembered that if that's what it was. I'm almost positive it was rice pudding. Mm. Whatever it was. Grant needs to get back on these podcasts so we can have someone fact check. It looked good. I'm happy that, you know. Not the point. Yeah, it's beside the point. Yeah. Um, In the store, they were talking about uh, some kind of family thing. This this part was kind of boring to me. But Peter definitely insinuated that he wanted to impregnate her at one point um, about having kids and about the little children, alpacas or whatever. I definitely remember that. That was super weird. Um, Peter, for the second week in a row, interrupts another street performance like an absolute asshole that he is. Um, So good for you, buddy. Just an Uh, absolute twat. He is. Oh, I hated that. It was just like, oh, yes, a full, beautiful street performance. Let's make it all about me and some girl that I'm very clearly not very interested in. Uh, But that's all I really had. This date was really boring. Yeah, I think. What stood out to me, and it's something people brought up before, like on Twitter and 
I assume Reddit. Um, they have no chemistry, man. Natasha no. and Peter, they just don't have chemistry. I love Natasha. Natasha was cool. She was one of my, maybe my first pimp of the week, perhaps. But, yeah, man, they just don't have chemistry. Like, I'm, I'm glad she didn't get the rose. She got sent home because, like, she, she's got to find someone better for her than Peter, man. She seemed pretty adamant, though, that she does feel like they have chemistry, which I just... I I don't know. I feel like the, the season there ha there's got to be more to the season. Of course there is than like what we ultimately see. But for for you to be in the final six, you probably should be able to feel that way. But it's certainly I don't know how we as the audience were supposed to assume that. Seeing that like we said, this is literally their first one on one. She made it to the final six as the only girl without a one on one. She plays to win. For sure. So, I mean, maybe that factored in. I also think Peter kind of, like, lands on, like, three women he wants, and everyone else is sort of a producer pick to the top. Yeah. It just, it was it was kind of weird to me because, like, I know she needed airtime because she didn't get any, but I don't like that he basically took her on a one-on-one just to axe her off the show. That seemed, yeah. like, kind of real fucked up, and it made it kind of feel like a Make-A-Wish kid situation. <laughs> Where it was just like, hey, I feel bad for you because, like, oh, this is going to suck for you, but uh, we're going to make this last day great for you. And it was just super weird, and I didn't did, like it. Did he or did he not? Was this a different part of the show? He picked up the rose just to not give it to her? That's exactly what happened. That was exactly right. what happened. That's super fucked up. Oh, horrible. Why, like, why would any rational, sane, compassionate human being do that? Like he he picked it up and kind of like did his like bob it up and down a little bit and then uh said I I can't give you this rose um it's so fucked it's and bad. I re- yeah I remember the dinner far more than I remember any other component of the date um I I think the the production on the dinner was absolutely incredible I felt a little bit like uh, how Corey feels every time food's left out on the table because. When, when, when Natasha. Did you notice when they left, there was food on the table? No, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say for the second time this year, the orchestra playing as someone dramatically left. Granted, the um, that was uh, Victoria. Was that Victoria P or Kelsey that had the one? No, it was um, or was it Victoria F who had the breakdown when they had the, like the cello Victoria player? F was the one yeah, cello. this guy yeah. hired a full ass symphony orchestra. Full just to ass symphony and that cut of Peter looking out over the uh, the the balustrade and looking at them all like fan of the opera and shit. Um, that was absolutely incredible. Like bravo, so uh, a cool a cool move for sure. An absolute baller move. Um, yeah. Uh, so Dude, it was Natasha. a 4-4 four, four string ostinato in D minor. Every sailor knows that means death. So long, Natasha. <laughs> F's in the chat for for Natasha. Gone before we ever truly knew thee, ex- while also simultaneously being six weeks into the running of the show. Um, I was talking to uh, some coworkers who have been watching the show far longer than I have, um, or that we collectively have, and... They also kind of confirmed, and I only say this just emphasizing that this is only week six of the show, that uh, the season is apparently moving quicker than it normally does. There have been multiple weeks where there have been more than one episode in a week. 
um, their personal theories are because of how miserable of a bachelor Peter has been and that there's a rush to essentially conclude this season as quickly as possible. I'm all, I'm all for that. Get yeah. Out, get out the way of I'm done with this shit. All right. You boys got anything else, Natasha? Are we good to say goodbye uh, and good to head to our first break? Rest in peace, Natasha. We love you. Uh, you deserve someone better. Couldn't have said it better time. myself. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other end with uh, more uh, Peter one-on-ones. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Drew again here, and I'm sure it's just as jarring to hear me continue to talk through an ad break, but wanted to take a quick minute to shout out our benefactor for the show, who shall remain nameless, but she wants us to give uh, some promotion he. to... Or he, they want to us to give us some promotion to Sugar and Spice Cafe and Spice Catering in uh, Poughkeepsie Plaza, Poughkeepsie, New York. I hear they have uh, some excellent food and provide uh, wonderful uh, employment benefits to uh, certain uh, certain podcast hosts and certain podcast members that worked there in their youth. So we're very thankful for uh our benefactors patronage and if you're ever in poughkeepsie you should check out the sugar and spice cafe and spice catering now back to the episode it's sugar and spice everything nice yeah peter and kelsey for one-on-one numero trace this week kelsey's i believe third one-on-one of the season i want to say third third fourth I want to say three two i'm not i'm not sure either but or he's saying second john and i are saying three was it just Cleveland? I thought she got one before Cleveland. Maybe really she got an early one. I think she got an early one. I don't. Or she just she... got a lot. She might just got a lot of screen time in an early. Yeah, because the whole champagne bullshit. That's happened. right. She was no, I got time. And you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. And they Court crashed right. the, Court, the she... box car derby. Yeah, she got two. She's had two one on ones, and then she had the uh, the the champagne gate week that gave her plenty of screen time in the week following, where everything was resolved in a span of three minutes. Uh, I've got more to talk about that later, actually. But anyway, nothing says serene mountain vistas like revving up a couple diesel guzzling uh, ATVs and four wheelers all along the mountainside. Uh, then uh, spending a little uh, little time together, tossing around in, in the grass. And Peter tells Victoria, or oh my God, I just ruined that. Peter tells Kelsey. Um, Clearly, that I'm my my head's in the next segment already. Peter tells Kelsey that this is how he wants to spend the rest of his life doing these kind of things, like absolutely gasping for air on that mountain. I don't know if y'all yes. noticed how many yes. they were taking, but dear God, um, not that I would be doing any much better based on the amount of air I was sucking just recording that uh, opening segment at the top. But Corey, why don't you go ahead and give us your your play by play, and then we'll we'll get into the breakdown. But I hate Kelsey so much. Uh, it's like, oh, man, I've never been on an AT before. You live in Iowa. What else is there to do there? <laughs> I've been on an ATV. I don't live in the Midwest. Well, I do now, but I didn't grow up there. Everybody's been on an ATV. You, you, want, a hilly, you want a hilly terrain. Iowa's pretty plains-focused. It's not ATV country. It's, there's, what else are you going to do in Iowa besides hop on an ATV? The Hawkeyes, baby. They're, they ride them all over Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's not hilly at all. I knew a, a good number of people in Central Florida who had ATVs or four-wheelers, but I believe in Florida it is called mudding rather than uh, 
driving uh, ATVs and four wheelers. So there's a different process entirely. Only mudding is any vehicle, though, not necessarily ATVs. Yeah, in New York, they do it with Jeeps. Yeah. I think it's generally preference either open top Jeeps or Forerunners. I don't think people go mudding in their uh, in their Ford Fusions, oh, at man. least not intentionally. Ridiculous. I mean, uh, she's like, I don't know what I'm doing, ha ha. And then Peter just zooms past her, like eat my dust kind of thing. And she's like, It's okay. He's having a good time. And he's just like, ha ha. He, yeah, John's right. He wants a dude to hang out with, not a girlfriend. <laughs> Peter's trying out for that open spot on the uh, Mercedes really team for F1 next season. Uh, he's trying out. Uh, <laughs> he's Olympic ATVing. It's gonna come for uh, 2024 Olympics. He's just preparing. Uh, wants to do uh, the Peru national team. Uh, I don't know, goes, man. John, what well, do you not know? Tell me more. Talk it through, John. I'm here for you. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I. Please do. I know we all hate Kelsey, and I don't like Kelsey either. But like this date was exceedingly fine. Like <laughs> John, I think you missed out. Like on I couldn't it last hate her week. about it. You, you did miss out on it last week because I came around to the same conclusion that Kelsey is just fine. Like I don't, I don't dislike Kelsey. I don't think Kelsey she's fine. Anymore. I think she's pretty irredeemable because of Champagne Gate and some of the other breakdowns. But like this date in a vacuum was just like. This is fine. This isn't like extra fun. It's not annoying. It's it's fine. This is like what the bachelor needs to fill in the empty space with. Just Kelsey on an ATV kissing Pete on a hill. Like it was fine, fine until Kelsey straight up told him that she wants to be a trophy wife. No, that's not what she even said, bro. She hundred percent was like, I only want to work like twice a week and I want to stay that's at home the rest of the day. So Corey, she played I have, it so safe. She played it so safe. That's not I what she pulled said. the quote here because I when I went back and read it, it actually seemed like one of the more redeemable and like relatable things that um Kelsey has probably said all season. But I think it's important to, you know, raise your kids and be at home with them. I just wanted to be I just want to be involved in my kids' lives but still have something for me. Um, yeah, that's what it, it was so such a safe answer. I want to raise my kids, but also work. Two Which, days a week. It's a trophy wife. She didn't say two days a week. You're making that part up. I just want to go on record that I would take that deal in an absolute nanosecond. Uh, I, I have always said that I would be uh, Mr. Mom, Dr. Dad, in, in an absolute heartbeat, <laughs> if given the ability to uh, become accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle. What um, she said it sounds more like, like what she said sounds more like my mom, who worked full time but also raised me. You know, but no, she didn't say she wanted to work full time. She didn't say part time. She just said I want to work and I want to also raise my kids and whatever form that takes. We don't know. But, you know, Corey wanted that segment to be her meeting with a uh, career counselor. That's <laughs> <laughs> do it. I, I mean, You're... she's got a career. She isn't sure her career other than like former pageant contestant and current reality show contestant is she's the medical sales representative. No, right? she is not. That's Victoria. That's F. Victoria P. Right. Not F. No, it was Victoria F. Victoria P. was a nurse. Uh, what does Kelsey do? Then? Kelsey was. And underneath it said a fashion clothier. Do I know what that means? No. But that's she that's uh what she clothiers fashion, man. Yeah, Come on. Clothier. Are we well, that, talking about the entire 
the entire one-on-one, by the way, now? Or are we just focused on the outdoors? Yeah, we might as well. We've... I did have one more point on that outdoorsy thing where Peter goes, Oh, man, I just love a good dirt road. I'm so country. Oh, love the country. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, God. Professional. Peter's clothing. very fake. It's, that's what it says, right, on the website, right? Yeah, I'm looking up what that means. John, you go ahead if you had something to talk about. Iowa. No one knows fashion like Iowa does. I was going to get real for a second. I was going to say Kelsey's, her whole, her whole story about her parents, it felt very authentic. You know, uh, I mean, I know we all hate Kelsey, but I think this was one of the better moments of, of quote-unquote drama. It didn't feel like didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like Peter was like, hey, what's your trauma? It was more like, hey, we're talking about our parents. Kelsey opened up about, like, you know, some of the, I don't know, trickier issues she has with her with her parents. Uh, it felt good. Not good, but, you know, it felt more authentic than some of the other tearjerker moments we've had on the show. I think that's to awesome. me it felt like a bump set that's only going to play off next week. Uh, in hometowns uh, yeah. when we actually get to meet her family. Corey, you got something? Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird how she goes, yeah, I went to meet with my dad and my mom doesn't know. I'm like, oh, she knows now. <laughs> if she watches well, this episode, she knows now. She won't find out until months later, though. I don't know. I, I possibly. Weird. I don't know if they, uh, they're probably visiting the mom during the, uh, you're talking about during the actual running of the show rather than actually when they go to uh, hometowns because that'll be next right. week. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's kind of the whole thing and probably makes sense when considering like the overarching Kelsey like narrative i guess post champagne gate narrative has been about uh her family and like re-establishing those those relationships with her um with her family members um so yeah i mean i guess we'll we'll kind of see we'll see how it goes next week i i don't anticipate that the dad will be a part of next week's episode because Kelsey very much framed the conversation of like, I haven't talked to it, talked to my mom about it. So I wouldn't imagine that um, unless the, the bachelor producers are just waiting for the way to actually just stir, stir oh, some how, shit. How fucked up would that be? I like, with her mom too. and like, they're like, Hey Kelsey, we brought your dad. He's here. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Walk him through the front. Oh, they probably would do that. That's so fucked up. They probably, they've, I, I'm not, not expecting it i'll put it that way um, peter's like wait it's your dad like your dad dad like the man <laughs> who fathered you that's what he dad, would say that your, dad your dad dad <laughs> um before we move on from kelsey i did look it up apparently a professional clothier or clother is just a uh, essentially a styling consultant um they hmm. seem to be a step down from a tailor um and no, that her, they just, her name is kelsey I think Thanks. she's she's one step down from I'm you guys. I'm so mad at that taking, joke. Taking a Snapchat of what you're wearing and saying like, "Is this cool?" I don't know. The photo I'm looking at here looks very official, but it's a uh, it's a it's a dude pointing out the stitching in a in a suit. Maybe her job is just like a posting on Instagram, DM me, and you get twenty percent off these clothes. That might be your full time job. Cool I mean, job. that's kind of what all these women are competing for. A little uh, bit. Who gets to sell the most uh, weight loss supplements online? You know what? Fuck it. It was a good episode for Kelsey. I'll say it. 
F it, we're going to Iowa. He was so fake excited about going to Iowa. Just... <laughs> Little Hawkeyes, baby. Let's go. For those of you uh, who are listening to this podcast rather than watching the, the Skype, uh, John, for his uh, his upcoming birthday, got a, uh, a Iowa Hawkeyes uh, Tervis Tumblr. Go All Cyclones. right. We Love good? You, to... <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to our final date segment of the week. Final date segment before we move on to the Hometowns episode. We have a three-on-one for the final two spots on our Hometowns cast. The three-on-one would be attended by Kelly, Victoria F., and Hannah Ann. Um, I think this is the, the, the great, one of the great quotes of the episode. Uh, last night when I realized I was going to be on the three-on-one, I was pretty annoyed, and today I'm still annoyed. Same, <laughs> Kelly. Same. Um, but yeah, they all get to ride together. Uh, the screenshot that was pulled in the recap article I read is all of them sitting uh, three deep in the back of that uh, SUV, and they just all look so poo-faced miserable um, that – it, I, I, I loved it. I think it encapsulated the, uh, the perfect mood of the segment that uh, these women are competing for the final two spots. And I think for one of those women, she doesn't know how she got here with these, uh, as she refers to them, children, despite one of them being a literal year younger than her. Um, the other one maybe being closer to an actual child. Uh, one person might not know why they're here because they continue to throw an absolute uh, fit every time they get the opportunity on camera. And then uh, Hannah Ann's just happy to be here. And it's, done, it's a long way from Champagne Gate and being a central figure in any kind of drama and has, I think, has been for what was an early favorite and possibly still favorite of the, of the show. Um, she's kind of been a tertiary character um, for the for the last several weeks, um, kind of uh, avoiding being out of drama and possibly avoiding being any kind of uh, producer puppet, perhaps learning her mistake uh, from being a part of Champagne Gate. Boys, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Give me your thoughts. Give me your high points. Corey, as always, you got the play by play. Take it away. Or were okay. you pointing at John? I can't I, tell what you were doing. I was pointing at John, but... Uh, oh, well, John, I, you take it away. You go <laughs> first this time. Let's shake it up a little bit. Yes. Uh, I, I've i sort of decoded that the show is going for a sort of villain of the week format, where, like, every week they have to make a different person look bad. Yeah, we uh, kind of talked guess, about that a little bit last week, but, yeah, keep it going. Uh, yeah, no, I, going. I sort of played you guys as I was, like, falling asleep uh, last week. But, um... Oh, I, this week, I guess it was Kelly. They tried to make Kelly seem bad. And like every time they tried to make Kelly seem bad, I was just more on her side. Yeah. She was like, they they pull these shots of her talking shit in it. But it's always like, hey, this girl's a complete mess. And I was like, yes, I agree with you. It's like, this girl's way too young. And I was like, yes, Kelly, I still agree with you. Yep. And she's like, I should clearly win this show. And I was like, yes, Kelly, I still agree with you. <laughs> I think you nailed it. And I think even with, um, I know, John, I think you only keep up with the Twitter, but it was certainly on Reddit and um, Corey might have seen it too. But a lot of speculation that some Kelly segments this week were um, 
what was a new term to me, but Franken bites, uh, which were chopped sound bites in order to make her sound worse. Oh, but I 100. But I'm right there with you. I feel like every Franken bite that attempted to make her sound worse, um, including some of her what would be her parting words, I think I only found myself in further agreement with the the point that was being made, and even attempts at villainy kind of fell flat and seemed to kind of betray what we had known of Kelly up to this point. They are treating Kelly the way CNN treats Bernie Sanders. I will get political on the podcast. What a take. They are trying to silence Kelly's voice. Deem her to be the one in the wrong here. But we all know. We all know what's up. But yeah, no. Kelly was right, man. Kelly was right. Like, amongst those three, any, like, sane, normal, mature, grown man would choose Kelly. But we're not dealing with a sane, normal, mature, grown man. We're dealing with goddamn Pete. Yeah, I think on that note, I think a a, a quote that's going to stay with me kind of – the way I will reflect on this season is probably it was when Kelly told Peter that relationships can be easy. They don't have to be this fueled with drama as like, thank you Kelly for saying what we've all been thinking that every single episode had to be so melodramatic (laughs) and filled with crying and dug up trauma because at the end of the day, I think this, this show is supposed to be a love story and it's just been who is the least miserable person by the end of the season. And oh, bad. It, it, it's, it's been rough. But uh, I, I think we, it, Corey, you got thoughts on Kelly um, individually? Well, or you want to move on to it, what, another one of the three women? Well, when you were saying um, that, well, John was saying the villain of the week thing or whatever, and how they tried to make her look bad, it worked. I mean, for some people. I mean, for me, it didn't. But, I mean, I was talking to my mom about it, and my mom's like, I was happy that Kelly went home. She was being a bitch about it. And I was like, you know what? Mm. I I get it because that's what the show is trying to make it look like. And, you know, right. if that's the way you want to watch the show, I totally understand that. Um, So, you know what? I get the point of it. You know, try to make it look like the three best girls are going on, Um, even though I think that two of the worst ones are going to be going on. Uh, But, you know, I was – I was always with Kelly. Um, I think it was, you know, she was too mature for him in the first place, as we've pointed out multiple times. Uh, but it was nice that she was dropping truth bombs and things that people didn't want to hear. And it was, I don't know. I mean, there was just a lot of, like, he wasn't about her because I brought it up last week. She would not kiss his ass. She would not brown nose him. And he did not like that. And mm. she she wasn't about it and she wasn't going to be a puppet about it. And, you know, I'm still like, she'll go out and she'll find someone that's going to be good enough for, for her. And maybe he didn't want her because she was an attorney and he wanted to be the provider and he was not going to be that with her. Yeah. It's an insecure man that doesn't like Kelly. I think it almost feels like we probably should have saved Kelly for last, but I think, the, the villain of the week format remains kind of an interesting, uh, I think, topic in my eyes because um, I don't know if I I don't know how I would be experiencing the show if we weren't experiencing it the way we are, which is I, I keep that we keep this running document of our reactions and we get to go back and reflect on it and kind of like think of some things in the meta context of the show because they do they have really structured the season to ensure that 
before they go home, they try to make whatever person appear as much like a villain as possible. Because like I think even Natasha going into this week, even when we learned the um, quote was pretty, um, pretty self-contained and constant. But the I hope that bitch doesn't come back quote, we were led to believe was going to be some kind of like, oh, Natasha's talking about like someone in specific. Um, but was her kind of just talking more existentially about the the competitive aspect of the show. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, Kelly, to me, we've been standing on uh, Kelly's corner for, for a couple weeks now. And it, it sucked to watch her go home in a pretty unceremonious way, in a way that was certainly a huge fake out and a pretty big F you and like um, jaw dropping moment essentially in the, in the actual conversation that was being held for who she was ultimately uh, passed over for. Um, Yeah. It it sucked to see her go. I think one of the things that bothered me is when uh, Peter was asking about the relationship and she was like, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm having fun. He goes, well, fun is good, but I want you to be serious about it. And I, I was, that. I was like, that so our much. relationship oh needs to be serious, and we're not allowed to have fun. And I was like, uh, and just, so can you imagine like being on a date and like the person you're on a date with is like, and you're like, hey, this is a pretty fun date. She's like, yeah, it's fun, but that doesn't matter right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, Peter? You, I'm not here to make so friends. So bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're on a date, you insane person. <laughs> he even said, like, when she left, it was, oh, I could see Kelly as being a really good friend of mine, but not, like, somebody I could be married to. And I was like, but don't you want to be married to someone you're friends with? We might no, as well absolutely. just, like, we, we might as well make this whole segment as just our uh, our, our farewell to Kelly, because I, I only yeah. have bad things to say about Victoria F. and uh, Mimi things to say about Hannah Ann. Um, move but on. cheers. Do what? But let's move on. No, cheers, I, I, I I wanted to do the one more thing, and it probably could have just like ended book into the entire segment that of uh, this. But um, what a fitting farewell from her when she said, "I'm glad you don't get to, to meet my family, or I'm glad I don't have to take you to my family." What a fucking champion quote. Um, real goat. Real goat shit from Kelly. I don't were, think uh, she'll be the Bachelorette. I don't know that no. that's that's her she thing. Wouldn't do that. I don't, she would not. It, do that. She doesn't seem like someone who would be cast for it to begin with. But um, Kelly, you 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 have made some fans for life yeah. in the, the form of uh, the DNPN podcast network. Um, you will become our our page or patron saint of just being. Moving on to uh, bigger and better things, perpetually moving on to bigger and it better was, things. It was fantastic. She absolutely refused to get emotional for the camera whatsoever. And they were trying to, like, you know, shove it in her face as she was getting in the car, going away. And she was like, nah, I'm not having this. I'm too good for this. I'm out of here. She and it was awesome. And came there to win. Did not like Peter. Did not like Peter at all. But came there to win. She wanted to win. Came in fifth, fourth, fifth place, I guess. Chant. I mean, fifth place. Go, yeah. Go. All right. I want to talk about Hannah Ann before we get into uh, Victoria F. Because Victoria F. I'm just gonna continue to rant on. Um, Hannah Ann. 
the 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 note um i think is the old, literally the only remarkable thing to talk about from her because boy do you can you imagine how mad kelly's gonna be when she learns that all she had to do was uh just uh write a couple of sentences about how much uh how cute peter is and that was all she she needed in order to move on to that the was, next round that was hannah ann who wrote the note that was hannah ann who wrote the okay. uh the things i i like about you letter that was uh, some some real sophomoric high school bullshit absolutely uh and i forget which one of you pointed this out but the the still shot when you zoom in on it uh one of the lines uses the wrong form of your um so maybe i should probably probably further endeared her to me as someone who uh royally effed up some tweets uh this past week um and, and struggles with uh the wrong use of your your there 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 it's and it's all the time um my problem with it was the uh, she dotted some eyes as hearts, and I'm like, you're grown. I mean, you're an adult. I don't know why we're still <laughs> dotting eyes with hearts. Why is that a thing? My I don't pro- like that. My problem with her, and I think for me personally, I think she's the most redeemable person left on the show, um, which I know is super weird to say after everything that we've gone through, um, and she her fake crying when she got the rose and she broke down and sounded like a garbage disposal in my kitchen sink and it was just horrible i was talking to my students about this and we landed on barking seal mm. that was the i i didn't think the crying sounded weird as much as i was just like confused to hear it because i was like he gave the rose to her right like right. I, I, I was very confused. He said one thing, but then Hannah Ann looked like she was crying, like she lost, like she got kicked home. And I was like, "What? What? What? Wait, what just happened? Who lost?" She was a uh, relief for the the stress to be over, I guess, of it all. Um, and just, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, whatever. Well, we're I guess going we're, to Knoxville, I guess. I guess we're rooting for her now. I'm, good, I'm, I'm good not. year for the SEC. Well, I, I don't know. Between her crying and between like the weird twelve-year-old "I have a crush on you" list, I mean, Kelly was right. Hey, this is a child. She's a child, John. But who else am I gonna root for? I, I guess chaos. Uh, can we not I think root I'm, for? I'm team chaos at this point. <laughs> do we not root for Madison? Like, do we? Have, I can't. I, I, Drew, I can't. I'm sorry. If you're going to force Jesus on someone, I can't root for you. You know that, bro, you know she's got some real, real depraved, backwoods-ass views about life. Come on. Yeah, that's fair. I should have known better. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, nothing really remarkable from Hannah Ann other than she uh, continues to be very pretty and moved on and was always going to move on. Hey, child. Um, Hey, child. Last uh, and certainly the least... Victoria F. <sighs> Guys, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore with Victoria no, F. I she, don't. She's just like how how bad does Peter want to be Eskimo brothers with Chase Rice that this she continues to move on because my God, it, 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 does no one else see it? Does no I one else it. like I see it, man? He sees it. I know. I mean. Uh, John, we finally uh, broke the seal regarding uh, uh, um, Victoria F's outside modeling and only spoke uh, on it 
hopefully. Um, but I just and I know that's information they don't have necessarily in the show. Um, right. Per some uh, tweets that I saw, um, it, it seems we're going to learn some uh, other less than desirable uh, components of her personality starting next week. Um, that Corey is nodding in agreement, but I won't spoil for for you, John, um, should you want to remain pure. Um, but yeah, dude, she sucks. Like, I, I, yeah. hate, I hate that yeah. she's still here. I hate that she continues to be rewarded for... I think while Hannah Ann looks and is like the closest in age to an actual child, like Victoria F. True, don't kick your cat. Acts like a bratty teen. Winston is like digging into a cardboard box that I've been too lazy to throw away, and it's 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 making a scraping noise, and I'm worried about the audio quality. Um, and that's the first time I've referred to him as Winston instead of podcast. So congrats, Corey, you finally got your got your wish. Thank God. Uh, Victoria but, F. Man. I'm trying to think of an analogy, and they all sound terrible. <laughs> She's but terrible. I'm going to go with Bill Cosby. <laughs> I I don't know where the connection is on that one, but still somehow, I guess in a way, makes sense and just miserable. And I'm going to hear Early on, early on, I was very, I admired a lot. I admired. And I liked... And I would love to tune in to see them on the television. But as time went on, and as years passed, and as new information from both on and mostly outside the show came to light, I realized they're not very good. Not a very good person at all. Kylie is finally uh, getting through the backlog of listening to these episodes, and she had a lot to say about uh, y'all too. And I guess Evan was on the pod at that point of talking about how um, how y'all were buying uh, Victoria F's shtick in the early season. Um, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad we have all since uh, grown a little bit um, and moved on. Listen, I yeah. had to give her. I don't appreciate, the by doubt. the way, how you guys I don't appreciate how you guys don't laugh into the mic. I always laugh into the mic. And when I do a funny thing, you guys laugh off mic and it makes me sound like no one's laughing to what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought this was a good time to bring it up, like on the podcast. Was my Bill Cosby Victoria? <laughs> was it fair to say? Uh, I, you know, I heard you out. I'm okay with it. It was it. I mean, it's definitely legal, right? It's legal to say. No, you're not. Uh, we're not going to get sued for slander. No one listens to this. It was a windy road, but you got there. Um, yeah, I. She sucks. I I want her to go home next week. I'm already convinced she won't. She is going next week. I don't think she is. We'll get to that uh, for our our final segment. I will say I cannot, for any listeners who haven't heard this before or seen it, Victoria F. looks exactly like fucking Nemo. (laughs) Exactly like Nemo. And I cannot stop thinking about it. It's all I think about. I look at it. Look at them side by side. I'll retweet it on the DMPN account. But oh my God. After the show. That that'll Holy go out. Shit. Probably yeah. uh, not. Not stop thinking about. Let's it. retweet it now. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I think that I mean that that covers the episode. Like we said, Hannah and Victoria moving on to hometowns. 
Kelly, unfortunately, going home. Uh, the one other thing, and the, I, I saved this for last because it kind of just covers everything, but I think this kind of has furthered um, my opinion about what kind of like cutting of a show we're getting. But um, it seems like for the most part with uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly and possibly Natasha being exceptions uh, for their own valid reasons, but it seems like these girls pretty much mostly like each other. And I say that in reference to what the hotel scenes we got this season or this week were. Um, I thought the biggest tell of that is that when the um, Victoria and Hannah Ann return from the three on one, uh, Kelsey comes running up to Hannah Ann and is like, that is the first person she greets as they, they all walk in and knowing where they were at regarding champagne gate earlier in the season. It seems like there's, there's not as much drama um, at least amongst the women at this point as the show would necessarily want us to believe um, certain malfactors, notwithstanding, like I wouldn't be surprised to hear that um, even the women remaining or even before that don't necessarily have positive opinions of people like uh, Victoria or, um perhaps kelsey um but like yeah yeah john do you notice this too or i was gonna ask because it was earlier in the like early on in the episode you see hannah ann and kelsey like hugging it out yeah sitting next to each other on the couch yeah that return was like a big hug but like that was not the first time they expressed and i was gonna ask you guys like did i miss something last couple eps where they became friends again did that not? no i really think we're finally just getting some like uncuttable footage of like them actually like being together and i think they try to like frame it in a way that between jump cuts or making it part of montages like they did when they all come back but just kind of trying to bury the lead that um uh that these women may in fact actually like each other well i mean they're hanging out constantly for five weeks or six weeks at a time i mean you're gonna develop relationships with people yeah and i I mean i'm on that corner with you i just say i think it's i think it's a reality that (laughs) to to borrow the segment uh or or borrow the meme uh our truth their truth my truth, whatever it is that the, their truth is that they actually do. There are friendships on the show. Um, even though all we're given is these women being, uh, pitted against each other for the most part. Um, That's yeah, what I it, thought. like I, I, I could definitely buy that. They, they made up cause I become friends with people who at one point I maybe didn't like, but like the last time we saw them interact was them like yelling at each other, or, like more like Kelsey yelling at Helly, Hannah Ann, like being mean, hating each other. Next interaction we see is them like hugging. Like they're the bestest of friends. So I don't know. I thought you guys could fill in those gaps. Apparently it's just a big gap. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a ton to talk about for it. It's just something I wanted to point out. Um, uh, Corey, you got any final thoughts on that or? Nah. No, nah, right, not cool. really. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Just, uh, just something that I noticed. All right, we're going to take one last break, give some people some shout-outs. We'll be back uh, for our final thoughts on the episode, our uh, predictions moving forward, and uh, Pimps and Simps makes it a triumphant return. Stick around. Hey, guys, Evan here. Just chiming in to let you know about our Twitter, at DMPN Show. That's at D-M-P-N-S-H-O-W. We appreciate any and all follows, tweets at us, DMs, and really any comments or suggestions you have for us and the show. 
If Twitter's not your thing, our email is dmpn.pod at gmail.com. That's dmpn.pod at gmail.com. Appreciate any comments, questions, concerns, anything you want to share with us. Love to bring it up on the show and hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. All right. John, do you have shout outs? Because apparently Corey doesn't. No so. shout outs. I guess shout out to my mom because she raised me and she's uh, an absolute saint. Uh, shout out to you boys because uh, I love you and I cherish you. And uh, I don't know. Shout out to the Aaron Judge. Shout out to Eli Manning. Uh, I got, That's all I got. Yeah. Um, shout out. Uh, to shout out to Mookie Betts. I'm gonna miss you. Peace. <laughs> Poverty franchise. Thank shout God, John. Out. Thank God, John Henry is saving some money against the tax. That's what baseball is all about, right? Shout, shout out to that uh, Mets prospect who said every time that I started losing in my Ken Griffey game on the Nintendo 64, I turned it off and then turned it back on. But that totally counts as a it win. Did not affect the game. <laughs> all right, that's uh, sports for one week. Oh, Enough sports. Anyway, the Astros suck. Go Yankees. <laughs> I'm in on that. Go Sox. Can't wait for this rebuild. I uh, can't wait to spend $300 million that we could have given to Mookie on two uh, Drew, we said, enough, we said enough sports, Drew. I know, Shut up, I broke, Drew. <laughs> I broke my own rule. Anyway, we're back. Boys, <laughs> I wanted to uh, take a little trip over to uh, Conspiracy Corner, if y'all are, are willing to join me. Um, this will be our opportunity to both give our predictions for next week, as well as, I don't know about y'all, y'all too, but I'm ready to make some final predictions for the show. Um, or, or at least, uh, take some stabs in the dark. Um, let's go ahead and start with who we think will be the final three. Uh, so, um, as, uh, as we saw from the next week on the Bachelor segment at the end, uh, we get our hometowns. The segment was very centric on uh, some more uh, Victoria drama to come. We get to go to uh, beautiful Virginia Beach. Um, Marks. Well, Corey is uh, well familiar. Um, 757, turn up. <laughs> so... I guess I'll go ahead and give mine while I give you all some time to think. I'll probably have yours, but uh, my my three that I'm predicting, I'm predicting, um, I guess I'll just say I'm predicting Kelsey to go home. Um, I think Kelsey is going to have a uneventful uh, um, hometowns around. And I think even with all the, the Victoria drama, um, Peter has consistently tri- uh, shown that he will um, – put her on a pedestal and put all that drama aside uh, to consistently make the worst possible choice. Are you suggesting that Iowa, Iowa is uneventful and perhaps shall I say boring? I believe I am on record as saying that my bachelor nation flag only has 49 stars 49 and I, stars. I will be cold and in the ground before I recognize the state of Iowa. <laughs> I did delete that tweet. I did delete it. <laughs> I don't you deleted recognize. that one, but not the one where I misspelled bachelor. <laughs> Thank you. Del- well, I also don't know how to spell bachelor, so I could not have possibly found that tweet. I I definitely deleted the one where I said that uh, Kelsey needs to be on the next, or not Kelsey, damn Kelly needs to be on the next season of Hard Knocks because uh, she's she's here to win because um, yeah, I misspelled like riddle. every other word in that both. tweet. Uh, I, uh, I will say... Right. Uh, one of you, give me uh, give me your final three. Yeah, 
Um, I'm in the same boat as you, Drew. I think Kelsey goes home. Uh, not for the reason that it's uneventful and that because Peter puts Victoria on a pedestal, but just because this entire season, every single episode, they've pulled a bait and switch. And yeah. at this point, it's just so predictable that why even do it at all? And the entire, what, the whole lead up to the next episode, of this uh, next time on The Bachelor or whatever, was all like Victoria F. crying and going AWOL or whatever. And, you know, that's so what she's been doing every episode. Uh, but they make it seem like, oh, she's having a rough time. Okay, she does, but whatever. They're, they pull the bait and switch every single time. He's not getting rid of Madison. He's not getting rid of Hannah Ann. We know that for a fact. And yeah, Kelsey's going home. And thank God, I'm excited for the day she leaves. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. John, you on the same page? Uh, let me let me talk out, think out loud here. Madison, shoe in, of course. Hannah Ann, also a shoe in, easy choice. Comes down to uh, Victoria and Kelsey. Oh man. Yeah. I think I agree with you. I think they they get rid of Kelsey. They keep Victoria F. Um, I think a Victoria F is younger, um, older woman never gonna have a shot at the Bachelor. Unfortunately, that's just the way the show is. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think I think they gotta keep Victoria F on just for like diversity sake. Not that she's like actually diverse, but like she has a darker hair color than the other girls. <laughs> I was about to say I think she's just tan. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree 100%, but, like, that's, like, that is network television diversity. I, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I you know, got Kelsey's the only blonde girl. Women and a slightly more tan white woman, so. Uh, uh, I hadn't realized that until now, but you're right. Uh, you're right, Corey. She's the only blonde left, and we're all picking her to go home. So, I guess uh, Peter's got a thing for, for uh, brunettes. I think, so like. We're all on the same page then, right? My deeper reason for it and i kind of made a note about this during victoria's like part of the three-on-one was i think peter just wants to sleep with her i don't think he sees any like oh, for sure or whatever no. and he's willing to throw away any kind of other relationship just to sleep with her he wants her in fantasy suites and i am ready to give uh my i am ready to lock in my prediction for the remainder of the season the way that y'all have uh thrown out um, Corey, you especially threw out some in-game, um, in-game theories for the season, which is I, starting to look more plausible. Okay, I'm ready to throw in mine. I think the final one is going to be Madison, which I don't think is far off from what you said. You speculated that Hannah Ann was pregnant or that Madison Correct. was pregnant. That no, one it was, was not going to be Madison. This it is was, the one part of the last episode I like remember was yeah. Corey saying someone got pregnant and all of you laying the fuck into him. Just like <laughs> you're an absolute moron, Corey. That is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. So I'm not on the pregnancy corner. I'm still out on that theory, but here's what I am out on. I think Madison is going to be the final one. And that we are going that the uh, segment that we have been seeing is um, Peter getting ready to propose to Madison and that them just being letting Peter know that uh, Madison has self eliminated, uh, that she has removed herself from the show one way or another. Um, 
and that I think it's going to have a lot to do with um, with Fantasy Suite. And I think this is where like where Madison's personality is going to betray the context of the show. Um, I've talked to just enough people, enough people at work and enough other people who watch the show to think that this is my my lock it in theory. I can get um, on board with that. That since Madison, uh, unbeknownst to Peter, but known to us, the audience, um, Madison has been saving herself for marriage um, and will likely not be participating uh, in the fantasy suites, uh, at least in the traditional context um, or what we've what uh, the 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 windmill. What, right. The windmill. Uh, that part of what fantasy suites uh, usually entails. I think. I think that even though she's going to like eliminate, like remove herself somehow um, for the sake of TV, they'll like patch it back together to still have a finale. Um, And then I I was talking this further. I think looking at the season at large, that's why we've gotten a season where everyone has been made to look like a villain uh, with the exception of Madison, because of the four remaining, Madison is the only one who has had like zero, uh, I think, oppo done against her. Um, I don't think it, Victoria F had it. I just think we were sick of her. No, I think Victoria yeah. F has had some pretty like catty say. It, it, maybe you're right. Maybe there's nothing that like on its face without like some outside knowledge of who she is as a person and just like the fact that she is a whiny um like insolent person you Um, have done that to yourself essentially yeah she uh (laughs) she's managed to make be her own uh villain arc but no i i'm locking it in madison's my final one i think it's going to come down to madison versus hannah ann I think there's going to be some drama uh, regarding Madison's reaction to fantasy suites and that they're still going to put it together. And I think we're going to get it to an after the final rose where we're going to learn either they've split up or um, that they are trying to overcome uh, the, uh, the the dramatics and that their their love will uh, persevere and then they'll quietly break up during the offseason. That's, that's my prediction. So... Uh... We've learned we we know mine. Mine was a little outlandish, and that's fine. But I'm gonna highlight what my mom thinks is gonna happen. As an okay. avid fan of this show, my mom thinks that Hannah Brown's gonna rise from the dead and oh. make one last swing. At I Peter. know a couple people are still on that corner as well. That's what my mom believes is gonna happen. And you know what? She might be the best one then out of everybody. So. Or she gets in a really big, heated, roll tide war eagle argument with Madison. I think that'd be kind of funny, too. But, uh, yeah, no, my mom thinks that, uh, that she's going to undertake her this entire season and just rise from the dead. And Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Would. Would it be? Uh, I think for me, my uh, conspiracy prediction is the, uh, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard the rumor, but that Peter gets with a producer. Have you guys oh. heard this? I no, I've not heard that rumor. Go on. Oh. Say well, more. The rumor is that this entire time um, he's been talking with a producer and they've been apparently hitting it off and that in the last episode he will not choose either of the contestants and instead choose to continue his relationship with one of the producers. Um, Interesting. 
That is my conspiracy theory. I don't actually think it's going to happen. I think the safe, boring prediction is that he picks Madison and there's not really a ton of drama about it. It's just Madison. Uh, but really kind of rooting for the producer thing at this point because I don't really like Hannah and or Madison. And I definitely don't like Kelsey or Victoria F. at this point. Uh, so I guess go producer. I don't know if the other producers would allow for one of their own uh, to to throw the show off like that. Well, that's, that's why I said it's more my more convoluted. Like, yeah, I don't no. think this will happen. It's just one of the more outlandish theories out there. No, I'm following. Um, the end of the season means we get to see more of Chris Harrison, though, right? I believe so. I believe he like hosts yeah. the entirety of the uh, the after the final rose, and then I think before that we get the uh, the tell all. Um, where we'll finally get to uh, maybe have some records set straight, maybe get to hear the actual conclusion on some of these dramatics. Um, all right, uh, we we can move on from Conspiracy Corner. Uh, Corey, you didn't get to do it. I forgot to do it uh, before we uh, moved into our back part, but I won't forget to do it at all again this week. Go ahead and give us your uh, your counters of the week. Uh, oh, yes. Plural. We are... Uh... Whatever kiss counter, I, I think this is accurate. Um, I got so sick of the three on one that I kind of stopped paying attention a little bit. Um, Sucks. Sucks. So, oh, it was horrible. So the kiss counter, I have it this week at eighteen. Um, I believe. What are you doing over there, man? Just opening Check. a window. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll get some beautiful Brooklyn ambiance. Um. <laughs> Uh, so I have Madison with seven kisses. Uh, I counted their whole makeout sessions as one, obviously, like I've been doing the whole time, because we're all about continuity on this show, um, except for our email and our Twitter plug. Um, we also have Kelsey had seven as well. Natasha had two, one for Kelly, one for Victoria. I did not see any for Hannah Ann. You didn't see any kisses for Hannah Ann? I don't believe so. She was too busy barking like a seal. Fuck, dude, you bring uh, it up, and I like I can't I can't even picture Peter and Hannah Ann kissing at this point. So John weird. opens his window, and literally thirty seconds later, I'm hearing cars honking at each other. <laughs> hey, we're driving here. <laughs> it's, an, it's, an, it's an aggressive city, man. I don't know. Uh, so the uh, other counter, I can't do anything about it. The uh, the other one that we're looking at is uh, the beautiful SNL. Uh, skit that went around with J.J. Watt. Oh, was it J.J. Watt? Yeah, yeah, as, it was J.J. Uh, yeah. As Peter, where he great. kept just going, ha I love that. So I noticed a couple times they said, I love that in the episode, so I decided to count those. Uh, we had five times where Peter just goes, I love that. <laughs> and uh, when? In the actual episode in the of the actual episode of the show. Oh, that seems man. like too many, even for a meme. And That's you know what? That's uh, a lot. That's a lot. Shout out to Lauren Michaels. You're doing your good. You're doing a good job, man. Shout out well. to you. Think that was a Colin Jost or a Michael Shea sketch? Probably a Jost one. Say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna say that uh, Scar Joe makes Jost watch The Bachelor. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, John. You had some uh, final thoughts that you wanted to run down. Some things you uh, forgot in the uh, the. <laughs> The majority of the show. John, you're pulling this podcast apart, my dude. Oh, should I close the window? 
Is it? Is it that bad? It, it, it's not not noticeable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sort of a, a closed window now. All right. Couple things I want to note. Prince refers, or Pete refers to it as a beautiful process. At one point, he's like, "Hey, isn't this such a beautiful process?" Like, while she's about to cry, his date. It's not a beautiful process, right? Like, this is like, probably like the worst possible way to date somebody. Even Who if you that? are was like, that for Natasha, or was that for? I think it was Natasha. Yeah, it was like early on. Yeah. It's test like even if you're like polyamorous or whatever, I feel like this weird competition where you make them like go in a gyroscope. <laughs> it, it's a bad way to date someone, I think, right? I would agree with that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, overall, I don't, I don't really have any other thoughts on this episode. Let's just let's get to the closing segments. All right, closing segments, all you do. Give us your pimps and simps, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Pimps and simps. All right. Um, so for pimps and simps, had a really hard time this week. Really hard time picking anybody. Um, there were some good characters. There were some bad characters, but no one was quite a simp. No one was quite a pimp. So I sort of pivoted. To uh, wimps and shrimps. What? Uh, I'm interested to hear the variation between the two. Go on. You have you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Thank you. Appreciate that. So we're doing wimps and shrimps this week. Uh, the wimp of the week is someone who's sort of, uh, I guess, cowardly. Someone who's a wimp. You know, they they won't stand up and say shit to your face. Um, and to that, I have to give it to Drew Baker for uh slandering my name on the podcast last week uh just just saying things that weren't true about me uh accusing me of working for the michael bloomberg campaign and or the donald trump campaign both are not true very far from the truth clearing my name on the record right now so you're not you're not clearing the rumors of you working for bill de blasio though de blasio is fine <laughs> <laughs> Thing. But yeah, so uh, Wimp of the Week goes to Drew. Drew, how do you feel? Are you all right? No, that's fair. I deserve it. I uh, I think I've tried to defend myself to the best of my ability that uh, some of your immediate hot takes were not entirely uh, on me and uh, were uh, only furthered by uh, Corey's responses, be they uh, telenovelas. Uh, I do take full ownership of the way I uh, I framed the, the uh, that you are not in fact working for any particular campaign, but rather working for a company that uh, makes materials uh, for one of the campaigns, which is enough degrees of separation uh, to warrant uh, not being mentioned at all. I accept that apology. (laughs) Half an apology. Anyway, moving on to shrimp of the week. So shrimp of the week is... Someone who's sort of small, uh, be it physically or of character. In this case, of character, I have to give it to Drew Baker. <laughs> uh, um, the type of man who will slander you on a podcast while you're not there to defend yourself. Uh, a, a very small of character move. Uh, Shrimp of the week goes to Drew Baker. 
I can't even really defend myself because we made little to no comment about Evan the entire pod, which, as we discovered through the taping, uh, he is watching the premiere of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh, while he told us that he would not be able to make it because he was still sick. Um, so if, if I have nothing... I, I, maybe I just respect that more than uh, whatever party you were at last week, unable to call in. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I have no one to blame but myself, and I, I accept your accolades. Um, Evan last week goes, I'm pulling a flu game. This week goes, I'm still a little sick, but there are more important things like watching a, a blue hedgehog sprint around the screen. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good film, Corey. Did you watch it? I'm about to. I'm, I'm on that too. So good enough. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. It is 1130 PM on the East coast. I have to drive all the way to St. Petersburg, Florida tomorrow for uh, a wedding. Uh, shout out to Kelly Martin. Again, did not put her in the actual shout outs. Um, boys, what are we, are we watching for anything in particular other than uh, Victoria F's uh, absolute uh, mental breakdown while still not uh, at all being punished for said actions? Corey, go. Uh, well, the Victoria F situation, I, I don't care about her breakdowns anymore because I'm over her as a person. But we are going to highlight the beautiful, beautiful area of Tidewater region of Virginia. We are going to be going to where I spent my two years of grad school in Hampton Roads going to see scenic Virginia beach. Maybe we'll go over to Mount Trashmore. Maybe we'll go over to the boardwalk. Maybe she'll swing it by old dominion roll narcs. Uh, I, I hope he, she takes him to one of the local restaurants there. There's amazing seafood in Virginia beach. Um, if she does not take him to the handsome biscuit, my favorite restaurant in Virginia beach in Norfolk, I'm going to riot because that place deserves its due and it's delicious, but I am very excited to see, this amazing amazing area get its its recognition and we love you vb we love you norfolk and just hampton roads for life baby roll narcs jesus christ dude what about you john what are you watching for (laughs) you know what for me all i care about is the cliffhanger uh that we've been getting teased with the entire year I want to see what the the last minute information Chris Harrison has for uh for Pete this whole hey we just found this out oh that's all I care about I don't care I don't care who the final two are amongst these people don't matter I just want to know what that cliffhanger is yeah what I, I what I'm watching for is probably uh Bachelor in Paradise at this point <laughs> I think I I am I'm thoroughly beyond the season i don't i don't even know that there's a bachelorette candidate from from this year's pool at this point um so uh, we'll talk what? about the next step let's include let's yeah. that next step a we'll seg. uh we'll bookmark that for the next segment but i guess i'm looking forward to another week of hopefully being able to watch live um and not uh having any work commitments on uh, a monday night that keep you from from participating because uh, being part of twitter was fun this week for uh, finding out how bad I am at uh, actually typing up tweets to finding out how pretty okay I am at uh, putting out memes. Um, yeah, excited for another week of watching live. All right, everybody. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on another episode of The Boys Talk The Bachelor. As always, we promise to do better next time, but we thank you for continuing to listen to our ramblings. Hope you all have a wonderful uh, weekend, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you all again next week about all things The, the Bachelor.